0: I'm a member of the WGA. I'm in solidarity with the writers. You know, like um, the strike is for a reason. It's a real, honest-to-God labor dispute. It's a lot that needs to be sorted out before we get back to work. And I'm hoping that it that it gets settled, you know, in a timely fashion.
1: Before they get in- Welcome into Montgomery & Company. I'm Renee Montgomery. Listen, this episode is underrated. It's probably not going to get as much love as it should. But we have two people that, I mean, they might feel a little chip on their shoulder still. I'm sure they do because that's just how the greatness works of it all. But we got a lot of Ryan on this episode. We're starting out with Ryan Howard, fresh off the All-Star game. But I talked to her, MoCo on the go earlier at the beginning of the season, talking about what she wanted to achieve. Then we also have Ryan Kugler. If you know, you know, Wakanda forever. But Ryan's coming on because he's talking about greatness when it comes to Steph Curry, who's underrated. We got a lot. Let's go! Underrated. We're going to be talking to Ryan Kugler, as I already mentioned. But I want to talk about underrated because... I was watching an interview with Steph Curry and Malika Andrews and she was like, you can't actually be underrated anymore. Like you can't seriously think that. And he told her that the events that happened when he was young gave him a permanent chip on his shoulder. So that made me think about myself and like, so things that happen when you're young, it doesn't matter how much success you may have afterwards yeah, your your youth or your upbringing, it really does shape you. You really do keep whatever mentality you had when you were young, it really does stay with you. So he was like, yeah, I have won some awards. I have been MVP, but I definitely still had this chip on my shoulder. So it made me think about myself and I'm like, all right, so... What about my upbringing is literally carrying me through? And so it made me think about being an undersized guard and not just a point guard. Like I was undersized guard, but I was even still an undersized point guard. So I just knew I was going to be small, which meant that I had like this much room for error. Like I had such a small room for error. So every time I trained, I trained with that mentality that I can't mess up. Like other people can mess up and I can help them when they mess up, but I can't be the one to mess up because like Steph mentioned in his interview, he didn't really have the physical attributes that, his counterparts had, well, neither did I. And so when you know you don't, okay, I can't jump like these people. I'd like, you can see, if you watch Brittany Sykes jump, it's like, girl, what? I can't jump like Brittany Sykes. It's like, okay, well, I'm not tall, like, you know, a, a Brittany Griner. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to have the height thing. You know, I'm not going to have a physical stature and be built like a, a Maya Moore, or somebody that just looks like a physical specimen when they were playing. It's just like, okay, so then what am I going to be? Well, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to always have a good attitude and I'm always going to be ready. And so now when I think about even my work life as like a professional, because no matter when you retire or not, you're always still an athlete. It's like, I feel what stuff is saying. It's like, I'm still going to be prepared. That's just my mentality is who I am. Now I'm still going to always bring a good mentality or a good attitude to whatever I do. I don't care what it is. I don't care if anybody has met me in a grocery store, they're going to know that like, it's me now. Like a positive attitude is literally who I am. And so it's crazy to think that your upbringing can make you who you are, but it's not who you have to stay just for the people that want to change who they are. It's not who, where you have to stay. But when Steph Curry, you know, he's releasing his documentary and it's called underrated and it goes back from his Davidson days. And it talks about, you know, a lot of different things, but it just makes you think, you know, like as an athlete, we really never slow down until you actually stop. Cause it's like you lose one year we lost in 2015 and we won in 2015. And then I'm looking for that back to back in 2016, But then we lost in 2016. So now I'm looking for that get back in 2017. Every year, you're constantly thinking about the next year and how to get better, how to elevate. You really don't stop and think, let me think about my career and how it's gone or who I am as a human or how sports has shaped me or how sports has made me who I am. You really don't think about that. So I could definitely understand Steph Curry when he was creating his documentary and, and titling it underrated. I could definitely see how he could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely underrated. You know, he said he had a slow burn to his career. You know, he started out at Davidson, a mid-major like that's, I started out in West Virginia. It's crazy. So, yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about underrated, but somebody that is not underrated where well, she better not be any more is Ryan Howard, our number one draft pick. Put some respect on her name. I was excited to see at WNBA All-Star all of our squad, man. They all made four-point shots, which is Further back than the three-point is what you do at All-Star Games to make it fun. Cheyenne Parker made one. Big Al made one. And, of course, Ryan Howard, the sniper, made one. So, we're going to have a conversation. I talked to Ryan Howard with MoCo on the go at Media Day, as all you guys know. I've, I talked to every single one of the players. I just talked to them about their process, their thoughts, you know, achieving greatness. You know, I talked to Ryan Howard specifically about, like, What's your goals, girl? Like, you already were rookie of the year. You were already an all-star last year. You know, she was an all-star again this year. So what goals are bigger than that? And, you know, she, she talked to me all about it. But sometimes it's good to keep that chip on your shoulder. All right, let's go champ first of all coming off welcome back got you a little championship do you feel like you have to win a championship to learn how to win a championship
2: um no no i don't think so because my first championship was sec championship boom and so i feel like i learned all the way up until winning
1: it I love that and so just so people know you played against Cheyenne Parker our squad versus our squad in the Italian Championship but there's a lot of discussion now because athletes are getting your legacy right like your legacy building you were rookie of the year all-star now you've won championships SEC Italian League how much does that matter to you as you're building your legacy personally not that much, cause I'm
2: big on team. So we won the championship over Italian League. Like it was a we thing for SEC. Um, it's not like basketball is a five on five, not one on one. So. Uh, it is definitely going to add to my legacy as mm-hmm. well as everybody who is a part of it.
1: No, I love that because this is great because there's a big discussion. Giannis said the same thing you said, like no, it's the process and it's a team. And so as you grow and like, what are you trying to do? Like, what's your goals? Because a lot of people, you've reached a lot of people's goals already, mm-hmm. young. But so like, what are things that you want to do year two?
2: Um, I mean, personal goals, of course, getting the MVP race. You know that. Come on! You gotta follow, head up, rookie here, follow it up, MVP. Uh-huh. Um, All WNBA team, all defensive team, but the main goals are team goals. We want to get in the playoffs.
1: Facts. We want
2: to win. Like, we want to show people what they're missing.
1: I love that. Okay, so you said all defensive. Though I thought you were going to say all WNBA, but you said all defensive. I've been working on it. You okay? (laughs) uh, (laughs) Because AG was talking about, like, she was excited that – she thinks y'all can hold it down defensively. We got some big guards yeah. in the building. So goals defensively, does that take away from the offense? Do you think that might have to struggle? Or are you like, I'm two-way? Two-way.
2: All the defense way. Defense is going to fuel the offense.
1: Okay, look, I'm hyped, y'all, because this is two of our superstars talking about defense. What? Like, Okay, so with this team, you're the leader of a team. Second year, what is that like? Because like you're, you're pretty much the face of a team at – how old are you? 23.
2: Okay, so what's that like? I mean – It's not as stressful as you would think because everybody's here to help. So as much of a face as I am, everybody's a part of it. And they're not like all looking at me. We're all looking at each other like face to face. It's not one person is doing this and one person's doing that. Everybody has a say, everybody has a voice.
1: I love that. This is like, you know what I'm saying? This is the star of our squad here right now. What are the things that you're adding to your bag all the time, like in the off season? What you coming back with? Y'all just gonna have to see. Oh,
2: okay. I, I've been ready for this season since it ended. For so, real? So what, like you wanted it to end different? That was your motivation? Like what was it? I did want it to end different. Um, you know, that after that loss to New York, the locker room was, I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Wow, I love that. And so
1: when the locker room's like that now, like they said LeBron, when they were going through the playoffs, he's like step one, he's talking to them. Who's talking in the locker room like now in situations? Are you one of those? Because you don't have to be. I've had teammates like Amaya Moore, who she didn't necessarily talk a lot, but boy, you know what I'm saying? She did a lot of talking when yeah. she was out there, but we had talkers. So what kind of leader are you? Um, definitely more lead by example, but I will get in the locker room and say
2: like what I'm seeing or ask questions like what are y'all seeing, like what do y'all think we can fix, what do y'all see from me that I need to fix before mm-hmm. I can tell y'all what y'all need to fix, um, just stuff like that and then you know I'll say something you know everybody else says like put us in an input and so it's just you know a, more of a conversation rather than you know getting on to somebody
1: great no and so you're a number one draft pick and I was asking a lot of the the rookies Mm -hmm. like what was the transition like and they were talking about how physical it was and it was a tough jump but what's it like like when and I know you're a year removed now but you're a number one pick coming into a draft I mean coming into a training camp or a team like does that change anything for you or did you feel like look it don't matter I got to figure this out
2: yeah I mean the number only gets you to place so I knew that it was, I wasn't gonna have any special treatment just because I was number one. I'm still a part of this team, I'm looking to be a part of this team for a long time, and so I gotta be treated the same way everybody else is gonna be treated in order for us to you have guys. those same goals and have that connection and chemistry that we have without you know any animosity.
1: No, I love this. I'm telling you, like, I mean, this is what I would want to hear, and I really believe you. Like, I don't think you're just saying it. And so, like, what are you looking forward to? Goals? This off, not on the court, off the court? Like, in the world of, first of all. I, we can't see your feet, so I want people to see your feet because look at this. Well, somebody can look at these leavens. Okay, the patent leather, red and white levens. but what are some of your, I'm sorry, I'll just side note. What are some of your goals, though, off the court? Um, I want to be more of
2: a presence. Like, I want, you know, people are always like, we want to see more of you, so I want to uh-huh. be that. Like, this next year, I'm not planning to go overseas, and so I'm just going to spend that time mm-hmm. use my platform, however it needs to be used, and just, you know, give a. The people a bit more inside of my life. Well,
1: your Twitter's popping. I'm not gonna say. So I feel like now that you say that, I'm like, dang. Like I can see your personality mm-hmm. on TikTok. Was that something you're like? I'm gonna just start being myself on social
2: media. Yeah, but Twitter especially because every time I get on Twitter, it's you know full of laughs. Yes. You know, every one person always comes up Sid Colson. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> people hilarious. know what
2: you're gonna get with her. And I'm uh-huh. like, you know what? Yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna say anything? If they Keep not say anything that. about Sid. I'm not gonna be as bald as it, but.
1: <laughs> no, it's great though, because I mean, in the world of name, image, and likeness, I literally think even I already knew you, and I'm like, dang, Ryan's Twitter is like lit. You're commenting on timely things, so I love that. I appreciate you <laughs> staying here in the offseason season with us. Ryan Howard, you guys are number one draft pick rookie of the year, all-star, and we entering into new stratospheres, okay? I'm hype, man, for real, I'm hype, let's go. All right, y'all, now coming up, we have another Ryan from one Ryan to another. Listen, I'm gonna just list a couple of the accolades of Ryan Coogler. Four-time NAACP Image Awards, one-time Golden Globe nomination, nominated for two Academy Awards. You guys know him, Fruitville Station, Black Panther franchise, and now Steph Curry's documentary, Underrated, I could use so many basketball references, cliches. All he does is win, 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 no matter what. You know, he's buddies with Michael B. Jordan. They collab all the time, but I love like y'all know I'm way too into I call Atlanta Wakanda all the time if anybody has heard me speak when I'm always mission in Atlanta I call it Wakanda down here so we got the guy and he's just continuing along with greatness because I love Black Panther franchise but then also Steph Curry is like going to be the greatest shooter of all time it's not even going to be up for debate so it's just like my worlds are colliding you guys I'm about to talk to Ryan Coogler
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: The man that needs no introduction, Ryan Kugler. He's known for very a lot of different projects for Vostation, Black Panther, and now Steph Curry's documentary, Underrated, which is out right now on Apple TV. We have the legend, Ryan Kugler. Welcome to Montgomery and Company.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: I always like to connect sports and entertainment because anybody that's worked with an athlete or worked with an entertainer, there's so much synergy. And I didn't really know it until I retired because there's certain types of ways that we go about things. So when you first got approached to work on Steph Curry's project, you know, what were your thoughts considering, you know, you're usually in more of the cinematic film role. So what, what made you say yes to Steph Curry's underrated?
0: No, that's a great question. Um, I founded a media company with my wife and our friend, Chevro Hanyan. Um, my wife is Angie Kugler. We, we started Proximity Media in 2018. We started off with Space Jam, which we were fortunate enough to work with LeBron on and uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Those was our first couple movies. Um, and in the years following, we decided to to expand out into nonfiction podcasts and in television. And uh, when Eric Payton and Steph gave me a call from unanimous and they had this idea for what would become Stephen Curry Underrated, you know, I, I was actually really excited because we were set up as a company. We were ready to handle to handle an incoming call like that. And it was a beautiful idea. And Pete Nix, who we were, we were recruited to partner with us and run nonfiction for us, very experienced um, nonfiction filmmaker and from from the uh, in the style of cinema verite, um, he had been he had just finished up a trilogy about um, different uh, communities in Oakland, different systems uh, in the city. He kind of felt that this fit right into that creative line of a uh, thought, that creative dialogue, um, doing a story about Steph, who's an adopted son of, of Oakland, uh, who's brought us a lot of great you know pride and joy and, and success and positivity in his run with the Warriors we're able to get going on that. And I was obviously Steph means a lot to us being from the Bay Area. Um, you know, I, I got to know him in his time there, and, and uh, we were really excited to be the ones to help them tell the story.
1: It's just crazy. Um, first of all, y'all starting out with Space Jam and Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, congratulations. My goodness, that is <laughs> a that a way to jump out of the gates. I watched an uh, ESPN interview with Steph and Malika. And I talked about this earlier in, in, the, in the podcast, but how is it possible? I want you to explain to me how a man like Steph Curry, who has won four championships and two MVPs, he said he still feels underrated, Ryan. Like, <laughs> you, you were around him. You filmed the project. I'm sure it explains further. But, like, can you just talk about that mentality?
0: I think people who are exceptional at what they do, they tend to have to have a, a competitive drive that that powers them through it. And that tends to be kind of what ties them all together. You know, um, this love for the pursuit of, of their goals he's adopted that underdog identity based off of how he came up. And and, and Pete does a beautiful job of telling that story in this film. And, and I think that he can still find like with all the, you know, with all of the analytics and all of the, all of the personalities and all of the, you know, it's just, it's just a ubiquity of different voices out there in this day and age of media there's still people out there who still doubt him. You know, you, you'll still hear from them and commentary. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's against conventional wisdom, but but it exists. You know what I'm saying? And and, and um <laughs> it's not hard for him to find it. You know, uh, I'm sure there'll be people, you know, this year who'll say, Yeah, man, you know, steps due for a decline, or the warriors are going only gonna do X, Y, and Z, you know, and it's just fuel for his fire at this point. Um, but but what's great about the movie and this project is that you know, even though the title is, is underrated. He, they crafted a beautiful film that's a testimony to to the community, to the family, to the mentors that actually didn't underwrite stuff that saw his value, saw in him, you know, not just the potential for what could be, but but the truth that was there at the moment. You know, this was a guy who was committed to to, to winning. You know, even when he was very young, who could shoot the ball phenomenally, even at a, at a very young age, and, and and everybody who who invested in him, you know, it really paid off for him. You know,
1: yeah, definitely. I think that any athlete, like I mean. Like when you were saying that, I literally thought about my family because I'm standing at five six. When you think like everybody that sees me, always is like, I thought you were going to be taller. You, like you the <laughs> hooper, right? They start to question, was I really the one that was hooping for eleven years in the WNBA? Because that is literally all of our ethos. Where, but my family though, my parents would have been like, yes, and we knew she was about to be in the WNBA. So as you're saying yeah. that, I feel like the film is going to do that for. People that if you know, you know, group, you know, like uh, like people like me, like I already feel connected to the project because probably every athlete, even probably people like you, probably we all feel underrated. Right. Like, are there like do you feel like you're probably still a little bit underrated? I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's if you're trying to achieve greatness.
0: I think I think it's such a relatable concept for sure. Like if you work in in an industry where you don't fit the packaging for what a successful person is supposed to look like, you know, or you don't behave in a particular way that people associate with the stereotypes that that bring success in that field. You know, like in in basketball, because it's played on a ten foot court, the sport kind of selects out for height. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? But you but you have the, the average height might be this, but you have players that are above and below it. You know, and and if height were all that went into it, it'd be a lot of different people in that league than, than, nice. than, than who are. But you know, for me, you know, I work in I work in the film industry. You know. Um, most directors don't look like me. The subjects that my work tends to portray um, where somebody might build a narrative that says, oh, well, these movies should, should only be at a certain budget or, or we can only expect to get this type of return. You know what I mean? That's another form of being underrated or or the cousin of being underrated is underappreciated or undervalued. You know, you can't listen to that voice. The voices you got to listen to are, are the voices that see the value in you. You know, that see the success that's there for them if they were to invest in it. And that's that's what the, the film is, is is truly about.
1: I love that. And I love that it's told, like you said, like like you can see a lens of it through you. It's told through Steph Curry's lens. But I feel like we're all going to have a certain lens that we can see ourselves through it oh, in that yeah. underrated and that yeah. underrated mindset. And so I also think about like you said, the package is not necessarily what they would expect. And I think that Steph Curry First of all, he might not be human, so I hope y'all address that in the documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry, but
0: you haven't seen it yet.
1: I haven't seen it yet. No, uh, I just got in from Vegas, so I'm just like, listen. I hope that y'all address the fact that there's a large amount of people online that say that Steph Curry is not a real human, and I'm gonna give you another reason which? why. Steph- <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna tell you why because they say the way he shoots, it's like it's impossible. He they he makes it list. Have you watched the inside the NBA on oh, TNT? It's stepford. List yeah. yes, so then he also recently just won a golf championship. Ryan, I'm sorry, yeah. but this is not. Steph That's is all not talking
0: about. What's golf? But like repetition, hand-eye coordination. You know what I'm saying? It's something that he cares about. He, he plays often. You know, um, he's, he's been in that tournament before. He wanted to win, and I'm I'm so, I'm so excited for him, man. But but you know, I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs> exactly. Please.
0: No, yeah. I, I I would be surprised if they told me like he won like a bullfighting competition or something like that. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? But like but like golf, you know what I mean? I'm like, "Oh yeah, that, that makes sense." You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad you said that because I was just about to say are certain things transferable? I honestly firmly believe that a winning mentality is transferable because I went from being a WNBA player, and now I'm a co-owner and vice president. And I kept my exact same mentality where we're competitive. We got to be the best. Is that is that graphic? Oh no, our our graphics are hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that fire. It's like, have you seen like that? Basically, mentalities transfer. Like
0: even with you, absolutely. Specifically with um athletics. Like I, I meet a lot of people in my industry that were that were former athletes and really serious. Like Maharshula was a college basketball player. Barry Jenkins played played football for most of his life he was very serious it's a young woman uh who made a film called Earth Mama who was a, a Olympic uh volleyball player in the industry of filmmaking and performance it, it does cross over a lot with athletics and, and business you know um and a little bit of politics as well you know uh so you'll see people who who are very competitive and 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 understand team dynamics and accountability'll show up uh quite a bit in in And and it's some military folks, too. So, yeah, like, I think, look, what transpires discipline, transpires ability to self-discipline, the the ability to to do what you say you're gonna do, you know, like you tell people you'll be there at seven AM. You are there at six fifty five? That kind of that kind of thing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and that's probably a little bit late, honestly. Like if I, like in my day, if you, if I'm supposed to be there at seven, if I got there at six fifty five, I think anything could have went wrong, and I'm tripping because yeah. I could have easily been five minutes late rather than just five minutes early. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that rings a bell.
0: You know, on film sets, man, like I, I can point out the former athletes because we usually there way too early, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: facts. <laughs> it's just in case. And I like to get my mind. I like to be there so I can get my mind together, be in the right headspace. <laughs> you said we. You used to play sports?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I played college football. I played football my whole life.
1: Okay, so that's that. Just, I can't like, say
0: whole life now because I'm getting up there. But but yeah, like, like my my formative years, yeah.
1: That's crazy. So that makes a lot of sense. Because when you was talking that sports stuff, I was like, "Dang, he he knows me." I was like, "Oh my god!" But you know, <laughs> you know, you.
0: I mean, you play professionally. That's another ball game. Like I, I played for, I was a, on scholarship. You know what I'm saying? But you know, actually working, getting your checks and pension and insurance from playing that ball. You know, that's a, that's a whole nother. Echelon, you know. But
1: you still achieve that 2%. And first of all, when you said you getting up there, we're around the same age, so let's calm down. I'm speaking for <laughs> myself.
0: You let's I'm not, not pulling nobody, nobody else into it.
1: Stay right with us. We have more with Ryan Kugler coming up next. about how, like, Steph Curry, when he's done playing, he will go down as the greatest shooter of all time. There's no debate. Even the greatest shooters have already said he's the greatest shooter of all time. We like when you look at like at your career, the Black Panther franchise, everything you're doing now, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I like I always call Atlanta Wakanda. You know, I'd be like, listen, I live in Wakanda. It's <laughs> well, like there's a lot of black excellence down here. Don't try that stuff around here. Like, you know, so when it's all said and done with your career, like how do you want people to view your body of work?
0: When it's all said and done, you mean like you mean like when I'm, when I'm out of here?
1: No, I'm just saying when you're looking back at like because like as athletes, you know, Steph Curry, I watched his interview and he was like, it's kind of weird to look back and I'm still in my career. I never looked back until I was done. But I think like for, for you, you're creating work as we speak too, but like Steph is already going to go down as the greatest shooter. It's no debate, but you know, what do you want your body of work to be seen as, you know?
0: I think that's where art and what I, you know, what i do is entertainment. So it's like art mixed with commerce, I guess, but but that's where they differ from sports, you know, like um sports is a, uh, it can be very like definitive, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there's opinion involved, but, but there's also statistics, you know what I'm saying? Like, like nobody's made more three pointers in this guy, you know, <laughs> that's like a measurable fact, you know, that, 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 that can't be argued. We have very few metrics like that in, in our business, besides like a, like a box office type metric or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's a lot of opinions and polls and things of that nature, but like, it's not like sports where you're trying to like measure against other people, you're trying to win championships or what have you, you know? Um, and I actually appreciate that about it because because by the time I got done with, with ball you know I was actually ready to step away from that you know what I mean and, and and look at and look at something that was um a little more room for for interpretation a little more room for for measuring success something where everybody could win like like winning didn't mean having to take somebody else out you know what I mean yes
1: no yes I do feel you
0: <laughs> so you can collaborate you know what I mean like if you if you like the work somebody else is doing maybe hey, let's make something together you know uh so 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 I, I actually quite appreciate that and and I think if I was to think about like what what I want people to think about after I'm after I'm gone, it's just that as I, I made honest work, you know, I hope I, I left the, the industry and the filmmaking community. I left some contributions, you know, that that paid it forward. You know that, that that's all I would ask, you know.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you then was somebody who you know I study entertainment. We have Think Tank Productions, my own company as well with my wife. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I think about your work because I've seen almost everything you've done. And I think that every time you do something, there's an underlining message piece that's happening in the actual film. Like there's the film and then there's like, what it stands for. So there's Black Panther, but then it's the culture that it stands for. And like it's a whole anthem. Like I call a whole city now. A mentality is Black Panther. It's Wakanda here in Atlanta because black excellence. And then I think about you did Creed One. You started our great black boxer hope. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you started that whole thing and we know Fruitville Station, Judas and the Black Messiah, when I think about your body of work, it's like there's a statement being made. And I agree with you. It's not the metrics said like I'm not talking about box office metrics. I'm not talking about nominations, awards, but I think your body of work is loud. And now knowing that you were a former athlete, it makes sense that you can do a creed or you get that kind of mentality because athletes know a certain grind. And I'll even say entertainers like there's a certain grind that you got to have when the show must go on everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't built for the show must go on no matter what's going on in your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where it's like your world could be crumbling around you. And then it's like, I got a game tonight, Like yeah. I I got to pull it together. So I just think that your, your body of work just, it, it, it speaks so loudly. That's why I was curious what, what you saw in your body of work. Cause to me it's loud.
0: That's kind of you to share. Yeah. I'm just working. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make things that are, that are, that are honest that makes sense, that are incredibly inspiring for me uh, when I'm making them. And, and with this with this film specifically, you know, I got to collaborate with one of my favorite people, you know, Pete Nix, who runs nonfiction for us at Proximity. And, and it was really just like kind of kind of helping helping facilitate him delivering his vision on a, on a movie that that that's about the power of being seen. Stuff was seen by 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 a certain group of people, his family, his coach, the community at Davidson, uh, the community, in, you know, in, in Oakland where I'm from. We saw him for what he was, you know. We were along for the ride for what was going to happen, you know, not what could be, but what was destined. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And 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 that part of it was just, uh, was just fantastic.
1: One last thing: we know that you said you create stuff and you just want to create honest pieces. There, there's currently the strikes going on that everybody knows about. Like, how? What are your thoughts? And and how do you think the strike will affect the industry moving forward?
0: I'm a member of the WGA, so my my union is one of the two major. Um, unions that are on strike right now. You know, I'm am here in solidarity with my fellow writers, and also with, with our with our our sibling union, the Screen Actors Guild, who just joined uh, the strike. You know, some days ago, and and I'm, I'm able to promote this film because it's it, you know it's nonfiction. It was it was originated with non WGA or SAG work. You know, so thankfully I'm able to promote this. But but yeah, I'm I'm in solidarity with the writers. You know, like like um the strike is for a reason. You know, um it's a real honest to god labor dispute. It's a lot that needs to be sorted out before we get back to work. And I'm hoping that it it gets settled, you know, in a timely fashion.
1: I see parallels with the women's game. You know, women's basketball is constantly growing and trying to have – Larger everything, salaries, lifestyle. So I see so many parallels. Um, one last question about underrated. Like, what do you take away from working on a project like that? You know, like a lot of times when you work on a piece, a little bit of something leaves with you on every piece. Like, what do you take away from that?
0: What I take away, what I look at it and, and I look at the film is, is you know, I think everybody can identify with Steph. Everybody's been underrated before. Or, or, But I find myself hoping that I can be like Coach McKillop, you know, like like as a leader. You know, I'm hoping that I can... That I can see people for what is and not what's missing because I think that that's when you kind of transcend running the mill or, or, or standard leadership and you can become a great leader you know sometimes you got to believe in people that might not that might not necessarily believe it in themselves you know like um Uh, but but really paying attention to who's in front of you and and what makes them great.
1: Man, that sounds like sports. Well, Ryan, I'm a big fan of yours, as you know, and I hope to one day work alongside of you. There's so much synergy. Pull up on us if you're ever in Atlanta. We have a WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream here. We're building something special, but... Thank you for joining me on Montgomery & Co. Y'all, please check out Underrated on Apple TV. It covers the years of Steph Curry at Davidson. He tells why he declined Duke. Steph covers what made him have a permanent chip on his shoulder. Um, It's going to be a masterpiece uh, because, Ryan, that's what you do. Shouts to Pete Nix, who also had a heavy hand in this. And honestly, Pete, I still – I'm going to holler at you, though, Pete. We mean Pete was supposed to chop it up. So thank you for joining me on Montgomery & Company. You know I was going to have to do this one time. People – Let's go! Let's go! Thank you, Ryan.
0: All right, take care.
1: I tried to tell y'all, this episode is underrated because when you get to hear from people that are trying to achieve greatness, have achieved greatness, like, These are gyms that are dropping. And one thing that always sticks with me in most of all the connectivity between athletes, entertainers, is to control your controllables. Like if you talk to anybody that Kobe, you can set a watch by him. He walks in the gym at the same time. He eats at the same time. He sleeps at the same time. TB12, he made a whole package around how he just handles his body, his mind, everything. He controls every controllable. So one way to achieve greatness or start to do it, or to make generational changes is to control your controllables. We'll see y'all next week where it's a generational thing here at
0: MoCo.